You are finish. Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah, Beam. Drop it. Da-da-da-da-da. Browns fan? Snoop Dogg? <laughs> he was in the building <laughs> this week. <laughs> Welcome into the Locked Lock Though Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Braden Beam from 97.1 The Fan. It's Friday, October 12th. Um, look, man, walked outside today. Had to walk right back in the crib. Open up I the know. crate of hoodies. Sweat. I, I mean, it. it was chilling there. It was chilly. This morning, like I almost had to turn the heat on in the whip. Like I was that I was that cold. Now, it's my favorite time of the year, Maddie, because you know we're on the allergy gang, right? We oh can't open goodness, up our windows. So last goodness. night I did. I had the window cracked open. Me I, too. T- I took a uh, I took a Claritin before I went to bed, so I'm all good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's my favorite time of the year, man. You get to roll the. So it's my. You get to roll the car windows down is yep. what I do, and then I crank the heat in the car oh. is what I do. So I get the hot air blasting me in the leg and chest region, then so I that's get the like, cool air in the head. That's like the car version of the hoodie shorts combination. That's right, yeah. Right? You get, you get the best of both worlds. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard of that, but I might have to look into that. But no, this is absolutely incredible. Look, when we wake up tomorrow morning for a game at noon, a lot of you will be waking up, well, I don't know, I'll probably be waking up at like 11, but a lot of people wake up at normal hours, it's going to be like 35 degrees. Yeah, yeah, Timmy tomorrow. and uh, so Tim Hall and Jerry Rodzinski, who do our pregame show, which starts four hours before network coverage, yep. which starts an hour and a half before the game. So they're going to be out on Lane Avenue starting their show Ugh. at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow. It's going to be literally like 38 degrees yeah. out there. Yeah. And Timmy is so excited about it because if you don't know Tim, he gets <laughs> so mad at the world when it's above 80 degrees, and so he's absolutely loving it. Uh, but, yeah, man, noon game at the shoe tomorrow. Yep. It's going to be beautiful. I absolutely love the noon games. Uh, get them in. Get them out. you got the rest of your, your day uh, to do really anything you want. Something very uh, – it's something very – like religious experience for me going yeah. to a noon game at the horseshoe. You wake up, like yeah. you said, you wake up at 11 o'clock, you're right. an hour away from the game starting. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Love it's a beautiful it. thing. You know what's funny is I've kind of phased out a little bit college game day. Like I, I used to, I yeah. used to be big on college game day when it was at 10 o'clock now with the nine o'clock, obviously they want more eyeballs on it, but it's not something, it's not like appointment watching for me. Like, no. I'm, like I'm good. Like if I woke up at 1145, hopped in the shower real quick, came out and the games are on, I'd be fine. Yeah. Now too. maybe that's because you and I do this every single day. We're wrapped up in football all the Probably. time. We don't need a pregame show like <laughs> yeah. that. But for me, it used to be something that I was really into. So no, winter is here. We're both Game of Thrones fans, big Game of Thrones uh, fan. I love it. Winter has officially arrived. Did the you show hear about Game of Thrones? Did you hear uh, the story that happened yesterday? Sansa no. Stark was talking about it, and they said that they have... Spoiler uh, alert? No, no spoiler oh, okay. alert. They said that uh, they're filming, right? So they're filming the last season of Game of Thrones right now, and yeah. I don't know where they film it, Scotland or Ireland. Somewhere or, crazy. Yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah. And HBO literally has, like, drone destroyers on their oh, property okay. because people are, like, flying yeah. drones over the set, yeah. and they're, like, destroying those things left and right which for people is, trying to get a sneak peek Which of is exactly what they should be doing. Also, something that I heard, too, was that last year, because remember, people were dipping in on the scripts and all that sure. stuff. They got that stuff, you know, hacked and all that. So this year, I heard that they are not, they don't have printable scripts. They are literally like showing, showing like Mission Impossible. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they're showing them the scripts on like an iPad or something like that, and they're just going out there in memory, just having. It's absolutely incredible how good this show is. But you got to protect Game of Thrones. It's the last season. You can't That's have right. any secrets coming out about what's going to happen in the finale. I am sad that it's still not here yet, but we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. All right. 
Let's get into this game tomorrow. You got the Buckeyes. You got the Minnesota Golden Gophers led by P.J. Fleck coming into the shoe. 29.5 point favorites. That will be Ohio State. You got a 59.5 point over under. So mm-hmm. I would hope that that's going to be Ohio State putting up a lot of those points real quick before we start to dive into it. Here's Urban on the uh, Minnesota Gof- Golden Gophers. No, I just, I, I have great respect. We went up there and played Minnesota a couple years ago, and that was rugged, man. They're, and they're rugged players. They're tough guys. They're well-coached. A lot of energy from the staff. And, uh, no, this is, this is, it's Big Ten football in uh, October, and that's what it is. It is definitely that. But, look, and I understand Urban's doing a little coach speak there. Let's be real about what we've yeah. seen from Minnesota this year. They've been a very average team. Um, this year, they got a true freshman walk-on quarterback right now, right. and he's going to come into a place um, playing against some NFL-caliber players, and it's going to be tough for him to get there. He's got eight picks, five interceptions on the year, thrown for 924 yards as opposed to Dwayne Haskins' 1,919. Just to let you know the gap between where Annexted is at and where Haskins is at. Look, he's going to be probably a solid player, but right now you're talking about Ohio State being being able to probably go up and down the field all they want. It may be tough for Annexted to match that. Yeah, the craziest part about uh, Zach Annexted's story is that he walked on at Minnesota and he actually played down at the IMG Academy down in Bradenton. Yep. Uh, the crazy thing was he wasn't the starter. You already saw the starter for the IMG Academy this season. He is Art Sikowski. He's the starter for Rutgers. So you've already seen uh, that guy on scholarship with Rutgers. Uh, you saw him this year's, uh, yeah, Anikstad, Zach Anikstad. It was actually his backup down there at IMG. He walked onto Minnesota. It's an incredible story. Yeah. He wins the starting job. Uh, absolutely is amazing. His brother is a scholarship player on the team as well. Uh, so very, very cool. But listen, when you talk about um, cool stories, I think that's where the story ends for uh, Zach Anikstad this weekend. You're going up against a nasty defensive line. They're going to be right. one to get pressure all day. They've been uh, hearing the noise. You heard uh, B.B. Landers on our show yesterday talking about how they want to just keep chopping that tree, man. Chop one, chop two, no chop three. Yep. Uh, you have those crucial and critical hits on a quarterback, and eventually that sucker's going to fall. So uh, I think Zach Anikstad, I think this will be a great learning experience for him, Matty, but I for think sure. that's what you're going to get out of it. Uh, I don't see a true potential for Minnesota to walk in here and shock Ohio State um, because last weekend you know, we were kind of not on red alert, but you kind of had your ears perked up because of uh, the letdown uh, that happened last year when you came away with the win against hey. Penn State. You go to Iowa. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen this weekend. Right. I think this week is more so focused on locking down, yes. do your job, prove yep. to the country that you're an elite team. And the thing for me, and I think the thing for you, why our ears were perked up a little bit, Beam, was because we know that the secondary has been getting exposed, yep. and now we know um, that Tyler Johnson's coming into the shoot tomorrow. I mean, he is an elite receiver. Yep. He is really, really good. And you're talking about, let me see here, 28 receptions, 402 yards, 6 TDs on the year, as opposed to Paris Campbell, the leading receptions, uh, guy for Ohio State at 35 receptions, 5-1-7. and seven. So this guy is an absolute baller. you mm-hmm. got to keep your eyes on him in this secondary. I think they just need to have a really confident day. Like, if you get Sheffield on him, he gets going. Maybe you rotate Arnett to go over there and maybe silence Tyler Johnson for a little bit, man. That would do, I think, really good things for them moving forward. Here's Coach Urban Meyer talking about what he's seen from Minnesota on tape. Uh, top 20 defense. Uh, very few big plays they've given up. They're very smart the way they, they want to keep the ball in front of them. Um, they were... I believe 4-0 going into the last two weeks and played Iowa very tough, uh, uh, outstanding team, outstanding defense. And uh, offensively, they're playing some young players, but they're very good. And I think, Beam, the thing that has held them back a little bit has been the absence of Rodney Smith. He was a really good running back out for the year. He's a guy that's been around for a long time from Minnesota. Man, when you got a true freshman walk-on quarterback, what better thing to have than a safety blanket and a really good veteran running back? He's no longer there. So if you're going to have to rely more on the pass and get it to Tyler Johnson, that can get a little tricky. We were talking about a freshman having to do it with his arm a ton. 
But the absence of Rodney Smith, I think, has hurt them so far. Yeah, I do too. Anytime uh, you know you're one of these Big Ten West teams, Maddie, it's so predicated. Uh, and Ohio State was the team that kind of broke the mold of this single back uh, formation, I formation, just ground and pound team. And now you see other teams in the Big Ten trying to start to spread things out. You've seen Michigan try to do it a little bit. Right. Uh, Wisconsin is stuck in their ways. Penn State now with Trace McSorley. But when you look at these Big Ten teams, and I know that P.J. Fleck is a great football mind, uh, but it all comes down to who you're able to recruit. And if you're not getting these four or five star guys, then you know that, that technically means, all right, well, they're going to be a little bit slower, maybe a half step, full step slower than everybody else. So what's the best way? we can do and that's beat you up up front uh so i think you're gonna see minnesota tomorrow try and establish the run game i think it may come with some failties uh and i just i don't think they're gonna be really able to get anything going on the ground and that's why i said it's gonna be so big for zach anikstad the quarterback of this minnesota golden gopher team to get going uh because i just i don't see them getting going on the ground game with their leading uh, running back out for the the entire year. Well, I, I agree with you. And one more here before uh, we talk about Vivid Seats. Here's Urban Meyer addressing wanting to get J.K. Dobbins rolling a little bit. Yeah, really anxious to get him out, you know, and, and uh, we got to do a good job. Once you get him into that second, third level of defense, and defense has been playing as good, and, and uh, but uh, we're anxious. You know, right now we're a big play in the pass game. We haven't had the big play in the run game like we have had in the past. So we're, gonna, we're working on that, and we have the right guys to do it. It's time to get it going. It's time to get it going early in the year. We were talking about how well the offensive lines played. I think maybe they took a couple steps back here. But, look, you're going to have ebbs and flows throughout a season. It's not the it's not the worst thing. We know when it gets cold out, you want to be able to run the rock, right? When the weather Absolutely. starts to go around, rain, sleet, all that stuff that's coming uh, later in the season, you want to be able to force, impose your will on another team. And with J.K. Dobbins, he's the guy that I really think just has tremendous upside and can really balance out this Ohio State offense more than it already has been. Now, I understand. Look, you got the, the passing game right now has been absolutely benign. Bananas. But J.K. Dobbins to me is really, really special. And right now, this is something that I'm going to keep my eye on tomorrow. Obviously, the secondary for me. But to me, being this is the second key of the game for me. How does this offensive line look? How does J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber look in the game where they should be able to get some good yards? Absolutely. We talked to uh, on the Buckeye Show, the show that I host right here on 97.1 The Fan. We Tell talk, them the time. Yeah, you can uh, hear it 6 to 8, well, sometimes 6.30, sometimes 6.45. I don't know. It depends on if we have jackets <laughs> time going, high school football, uh, baseball. I don't know. We have so much stuff going on here at The Fan. But, uh, yeah, we were actually talking to uh, the Ohio State sideline reporter, Matt Andrews, last night, and he asked us, he goes, are you surprised that – Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins haven't taken one to the crib yet, like on a big, long yeah. run. And, yeah, you, when you think about it, you think of these guys as two absolute home run hitters, but that hasn't been the case this year. Now, maybe you could say that it's just a little bit of unluckiness because, you know, luck has to do with it sometimes and uh, breaking shoestring tackles, which we know that those guys can do, but there yeah. really hasn't seemed like an opportunity for one guy to bust one loose, get to that second level. Yep. Uh, so I think you may see that this weekend when Urban's talking about how we want to get these guys going. We want to get J.K. Dobbins going. I think it's going to be absolutely huge for Ohio State to get the run game going, no doubt. Minnesota giving up, let's see, 127 yards on the ground. So they're, they're, they're decent they're at it. They're, they're decent fine. at it. But I think Ohio State should be able to get after I want to let you know about Vivid Seats. We're all, we all love a, a night out, excuse me, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for the new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Beam will hit you with that promo code a little later on. We'll take a quick break here, play some Larry Johnson, talk about the defensive side of the ball. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. 
Don't worry. I won't finish. You get the idea. So the guy that's had to step up beam has been Chase Young, right, in yep. the absence of Nick Bosa. Now we know Draymond Jones and B.B. Landers, but I think a lot of Buckeye fans, me included, um, shifted my focus to what Chase Young's going to do. Sure. We've been knowing about this hype since he came on the campus last year as a true freshman. Now we're seeing him really come into form a little bit. You had the big play on fourth down against Penn State. Here's Larry John- Johnson on uh, the Predators' growth this year. One thing, he's gotten stronger. He's a much stronger player than he was last year coming as a freshman. Uh, he's did a great job in the weight room during the summer, really getting strong, making those guys did a great job with him. And then really from that point on, just trying to develop his technique, really make him a really complete football player, not just a pass rusher, but he's got to play well in the run game to be on the field. And those are the things that he's really starting to to adhere to, playing a run and be able to be a great pass rusher. So his, his ceiling is very high. I mean, he's, he's had some great successes early on at this point of the stage, but he'll get challenge down the road as we go forward because down teams will start turning to protection, get the ball a lot faster, so those things we have to adjust to. But he's on the right track to be a really, I think, outstanding player. This is something that you and I mentioned as soon as Nick Boso went down. Let's see what he's made yeah. of because you heard you what You knew Co- he was going to be the guy. Exactly. And you, you heard Coach Larry Johnson say, now the protections are shifting to him. That's a whole nother world when you got potentially the number one overall pick beam, getting all of the attention, you being able to have free reign and get to the quarterback a lot of times. Also, I thought another interesting thing was that he's not a complete player yet because he's got to be able to do both. When you become an elite defensive lineman, an elite defensive end, obviously what you do and where you make your coin is getting to the quarterback on third down on passing downs. But now, can you play the run well? Can you become that Von Miller type of defensive end? Can you do that on a weekly basis? The J.J. Watts of the world, obviously those are elite of elite. But that's where I'm going to start putting um, Chase Young because I see that potential in him, Beam. I really see a baby Jadavion Clowney. That's what I see. Like, I think you get a whole nother offseason here. Get your body right. You, He'll come in next year. He may not be the number one overall pick. But to me, that's what I see as a young Jadavion Clown. I think his potential is unlimited when you just look at what he was given uh, for a body frame. And that comes with hard work and dedication uh, and everything else you put into this game and your techniques and what Larry Johnson just spoke about. You know, he's already been given that frame, Maddie. That's something that you can't be uh, – right. you can't, can't teach that. You can't teach it. You can't grow it. That's just the way uh, that Chase Young is built. So uh, he's with the best person in college football, in my opinion, uh, with Larry Johnson yep. to coach defensive line techniques. But I'm with you. I think the the unlimited potential uh, of Chase Young is just – it's spectacular when you think about that. And then you think, okay, well, what can this guy do uh, to make himself better? And I think Larry Johnson, Coach Jay, just hit on it. And that is make yourself an elite run defender uh, because then uh, you really have no clue uh, how to block him. You're an offensive coordinator. You're an offensive line coach. You say this guy can protect the run and he can protect the pass. Uh, He can get after the quarterback. He can dive inside. And we already saw it a little bit uh, last or a a few weeks ago against uh, against Penn State when Jay Sean Cornell crashed down on the outside. Chase Young came up, made a big time play, stepped onto the inside. And all it takes, Maddie, is one split second of not knowing your assignment uh, for that to be a first down play. Chase Young's not there on that play. That's a first down for Penn no State. And we may be talking about no an question. Ohio State team that's 5-1 and one on the year instead of 6-0. and oh. uh, But it all starts with the technique, and it all starts with the coaching. And to anyone who is thinking about playing defensive line at the NFL, there is no better person than Larry Johnson to get you through to that next Man, level. Man, I think you nailed it there, and there's so much evidence now of you know former Buckeyes succeeding in the yeah. NFL um, and what those guys were able to do last year, we talk about the Taekwons, the Sam Hubbards. I know you've seen like a guy like Sam Hubbard go to the Bengals. He's been sure. balling immediately on a team that's got a loaded defensive line right. already. They paid a ton of money to Carlos Dunlap and Dino Atkins. He's He's been able to get on the field. That's really impressive. I'm glad you brought this up because 
you know, you watch some of these pregame shows and you see Ohio State where they're cutting into Ohio State and they cut to the defensive lineman. You see those guys doing a lot of hand drills and all that kind of funky stuff. Uh, here's Larry Johnson explaining uh, why this stuff's important. It is. I mean, I think it's something that most high schools guys just say, you know, club rep. Or here is really look different. We really want to attack your hands. The hands tells everything what you're going to do in our pass rush skill set. And so that's why we do that warm-up routine every game. Just get our hands warm up, eye and hand coordination uh, locked in so we can attack the offensive player. Because a lot of people, I'm assuming, um, really believe that I'm probably – is it fair to say a lot of people just assume that defensive linemen bull rush a lot? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's not the case. No. That's absolutely not no. the case, man. When you study not defensive here at least. No, not here at least and not at the next level. When you yep. study elite defensive linemen, their hands are just so valuable. Hands I and mean, hips. Hands and hips, man. When you think about the bend of guys like Miles Garrett and Von Miller, the way that's they get their like torso almost it, next to the, to the ground. ground. That, Unbelievable. You, that's the stuff that really matters for elite pass rushers, elite defensive linemen. And the hand usage to me is probably second to none. Um to to all of that because B, man. You slow these games down and you see some of these elite guys like Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa now, and what they've been able to do, the punch that they get, the slapping of the hands from these offensive linemen, it's so valuable for elite pass rushers. And Larry Johnson, man, is a guy that's a specialist in that. So you're going to continue to see success from these defensive linemen moving forward. I just think that's something that's really cool that you heard him uh, kind of come up. Because a lot of times you don't get stuff like that from coaches. No. To, to, to take you into their mind and right. take you through the techniques of how they teach their players. That's a really important thing to monitor moving forward. If you're into that thing, I like to watch the trenches a lot when I watch games. I do too. Because I think that's where games are that. won. Yeah, I know that. And that's where I think a lot of NFL and college football games are won. But the elite hand usage of defensive linemen and what takes guys to another level. I have a public service announcement. If you go to an Ohio State game, if you go to Ohio Stadium, or if you go to a road game, if you're not listening from Columbus, Ohio, if you go to the game, and whether this be Minnesota or you're planning on going to a game in a few weeks or whatever, or if you're going to go to games next year, get there about – an hour and a half to an hour For early, sure. go down to that southwest corner opposite of where Ohio State runs out, where the other team, the opposing team runs out. Go down there to the southwest corner and watch the defensive line warm up. It is one of the biggest spectacles that you will see. The cool. way that those guys just getting down close enough to see like how big they exactly. actually are yeah. and how they fire off the ball and the hand techniques that they do. It's, it's almost like, Maddie, like you're watching a jujitsu class yeah. where these guys are 310 pounds, 280 kids. pounds, and you look at them and you're like, all right, they're going to be massive bull rushers, right. but they almost look um, like they are just floating on air when they're doing it and they're sure. moving their hands around, and it's just it's one of the most it's wild special. things. It's, it's special. So if you get to a game, uh, whether you're going to go to a away game or something like that, you're going to go to an Ohio State home game, get down to that southwest corner uh, of the end zone and watch the defensive line. And do you know how you can get to those games, oh. Maddie? Go to the App Store or Google Play oh, and download the Vivid there. Seats app. Use the promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every single purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. You want to go to an Ohio State game, a college football game where Ohio State is playing, yep. go to Vivid Seats, check our guys out. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. Before we pick some games real quick, I want to play this one clip from Larry Johnson talking about uh, Minnesota's offense. Yeah, it's an extra run in the box when you have the quarterback run the ball. Uh, they are. They're a very big, physical, 
front five. And what they do, most teams go lateral and on the zone, but they really are downhill vertical push team. And so they want to get on the double team. They'll double the three technique, double the shade, and then try to push it downfield to the linebackers, which creates seams. So we've got to do a great job of holding line of scrimmage and point of attack and keeping our pads down so it doesn't move. So I have a chance for our linebackers to get in the gaps. So up front, it's going to be a very physical game. Probably, probably the most physical game we play just because of the style of the way they play it. Big day for the defensive linemen yep. tomorrow. Big day. You, may, you heard him mention that three technique. That's your uh, Draymond Jones. That's your BB Landers right there in the middle of that guard center guard right there. So, no, it's going to be a big day for them. Uh, let's pick some games. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Week seven, right? It yeah. is week seven. Man, okay. Man that is nuts. Isn't it? Isn't it? We're more than halfway done with the college football season after it, this weekend. It's bananas. That's All right. upsetting. Let's start in the SEC 330 game on CBS. Number two, Georgia. 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 You know that song? I love it. Sure. You like that song? Of course right. I know it. All right. Come on. Just asking. Number two, Georgia versus number th- 13, LSU. Look, LSU, they were ranked fifth last week. A lot of people were buying in to Joe Burrow, former Buckeye, what they've been able to do. To me, it's the same story that we've seen the last couple of years from LSU offensively. They've been really struggling. Look, Greedy Williams is playing great at corner, but. I mean, I just think Georgia's too low to man offensively. I'm rolling with the dogs. Yeah, I am too. It was upsetting to see Joe Burrow lose that game against Florida. I think everybody here in Columbus is pulling for him, what he did for this institution, what he did for this football right. team. I just think that Georgia, uh, I know that Alabama has been so good this year, but Georgia is uh, kind of like a, you know, just laying in the weeds right now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just being real quiet. Uh, you look at Jake Fromm, what he's done, Justin Fields, you know, they're two-headed quarterback. On monster. Deck, Both Justin are, Fields. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, so I think Georgia's going to win this game. I know it's a tough place to go in and play in, uh, at LSU in Death Valley. Uh, but I think that – They're too good. I think eventually Georgia pulls this game out. I do think it's going to be very, very close, though. Kirby Smart is starting to turn this into the Alabama yep. in Georgia. If Alabama you look at, of the East. Man, when you look at the recruiting where they've been at, and obviously he took – he was in that lab a lot with Nick Saban – He's got that thing rolling. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. All right, let's get to it. Number seven, Washington taking on number seventeen, Oregon. Your guy, Justin Herbert. Look, he he's a he's a dog. He, he is, he is a dog man, and that's a it's a tough place to play. But look, Washington's got a really really good defense. Offensively, they have not been great. I know Browning's been very up and down this year. He's been pretty disappointing for a lot of people, uh, especially him coming back with all all this experience. Beam, he has not been. Very good. I can't pick against my guy. Go. I'm going with Oregon at the crib. All right. I'm going to go Washington. I think uh, I think Washington and Browning and those guys, I think they finally get it together. I think that loss against Stanford for Oregon uh, really kind of hurt them. And then Stanford goes on to lose to Notre Dame. I think that this is uh, it'll be a good environment, Maddie. but I still see uh, I, I see the Huskies pulling away from this one. Michigan State versus Penn, number eight Penn State at 330. I'm rolling with the Nittany Lions. I don't think I need to spend too much time on this. Um, and look, I mean, Michigan State offensively, they haven't been able to get anything going the run game's been slacking in the game where I think Pittsburgh will be able to put up some points I'm rolling with them this is where we're going to find out what Michigan State is are you going to be a pretender are you going to try and rally this season because if they go in and they lose in Happy Valley to Penn State uh, their season could go downhill quickly when you look at remaining games against Michigan and Ohio State but give me the Nittany Lions I think that that offense is way too good and way too strong uh, for Penn State to handle. 7.30 kick here, number 15, Wisconsin, going up to Ann Arbor. Yeah, this is this is it. This Going up to number 12, Michigan um, at 7.30. So, look, here's the thing. I mean, we got to give Michigan some love. Offensively, they look like they've been figuring yeah. things out. And right now, Wisconsin's got some DBs that are banged up. One of their starting DBs is out for the first half of this game. DPJ, your guy has really emerged. You were on him a couple yep. weeks ago, and he's really been on it. So that's a good call by you because he's absolutely been balling. Um, 
man, I, I just look when you talk about strength versus strength, this is it, right? You're talking about the best, uh, arguably the best running back in the country, Jonathan Taylor, sure. going up against the best rushing defense in the country. Yeah. Something's got to give. I'm rolling with Don Brown in this defense. I think they're going to force Hornybrook to beat them. And we've seen that movie before. That's not a great movie for Wisconsin because they don't have the elite guys on the outside to really make uh, make people shake, make people miss. I'm rolling with Michigan at home. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. Yep, me too. But I think Michigan's defense will be able to control how this game goes. Yeah, I think this is going to be like a 21-17 kind of game. I think it's going to be close. I know the Badgers are a 9.5-point underdog. If you're into that kind of thing, I think the Badgers cover. I think the Wolverines end up winning this game, though. So give me the Wolverines uh, so they go uh, – Two, six, and one on the year. All right, that's it for today. Friday, October 12th. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. You got a score for Ohio State? I did that two Come weeks on. in a row. Come on. Give me your Buckeyes Why score. am I so anxious? To, maybe because I see duck donuts out in the hallway. Oh, that, man, I think that's, that's why right. I'm so anxious to get out of here. Get man. A, bacon, a maple bacon donut? Yeah, that, that, that works. That does work. All right, give me the Buckeyes 47, Minnesota 17. All right. 47 to 17. 47 17. Interesting score. I, I think know. Ohio State's gonna. I think that Ohio State is gonna score a lot of points in this game. I don't think uh, that Minnesota is gonna be able to handle Ohio State up front and defensively. Uh, so give me Ohio State, Maddie. I'm gonna go 52 to 20. All right, there. The oh, 52 20. Yeah, 52 20. Okay, strong performance offensively for the Buckeyes. I'm with you, man. Close score. I think it'll be the same way. Now I'll sign off. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Beam. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Peace.